first of all, thank you for all of the help that you give us, not only by uh, supporting us uh, pay the rent, keep the lights turned on and so on, but also for your attendance to come and support this kind of a practice, this kind of a teaching. Thank you. And please continue, if you can, in all of those directions to support this small community or sangha. This morning's Dharma talk is title or it's the topic is ignoring the ignorance. The three poisons are uh, passion, aggression, and ignorance. And the one that's the most difficult to actually get an idea of what's happening there, to even identify what is happening and to not jump into conclusions about it is ignorance. The very nature of it is to just not see, not look, not smell, taste, touch, think, not do anything with it other than <clears throat> either flat out ignore it, which is possible to do. Even in your meditation, you can do that. Without instruction, very difficult to uh, not to mistake in that for some kind of samadhi. So ignoring the ignorance, more obvious ways of doing that are through the first uh, of the three poisons, passion and aggression. Passion could show up as, um, as blaming someone, filling up the space with who did it, why it happened, who shouldn't have done that, uh, just loads of information, soap opera about what's happening in your life. Uh, and that is all hooked up to conjoined with all the other things that you're shutting down on or trying to get turned around to your what advantage. Me, 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 me and my ideas, my stuff, who I'm, what I'm doing, what I know, what I don't know. So as soon as something shows up, we want to do something with it. We want to accept it, reject it, shut down, elaborate on it, make use of it, various things. When the way I talk about it, it's not the only way, but the way I talk about it is uh, just receive it. Whatever shows up, supposed to be there. I guess would be a simple way of saying it. It's dependent on so many sources that you can't find the first source for anything. It certainly looks like it. And this is quite often what the mind, the ego mind goes for is to try to find who, why, why I'm feeling, why am I feeling this way? Why, why, why? And, uh, and it just ends up going in circles, some kind of a search or something. And also just getting angry something happens and it causes some kind of distress. Could be anything from just someone being critical of, a, of, of us or someone doing something that feels like they're uh, disrespecting us and then to cover it. And then that creates a kind of fear because the, the ego is getting its identity and its safety from other, from the other, from it's the other, which could be anything from your um, new garage you just built to uh, some idea, some philosophy, some propaganda in your mind about who you are, where you're going, what this is about, who knows things and who doesn't know things, and what I know, what I don't know. That's why it's so important to just receive as much as possible. That's all meditation practice is, is very simple structure, framework for you to sit down and just receive what the mind tends to produce on a fundamental level. When I say fundamental, I'm saying as close as you can get to a radical area of the consciousness where things are just showing up. This is where you begin to see that you don't produce thoughts. The thoughts are just self-arisen. They just arise out of 
causes and conditions just like you didn't make these ears. Of course you didn't. You didn't, you didn't make these. Not only did you not make these, you didn't make your own ears. But you say, well, this is my ear. Oh, my ear itches or something like that. But it's not really yours. The ownership is a way of covering up what it actually is. So it's a way of ignoring what it actually is. And what is it actually? It's not separate from anything else. It's a simple conceptual way to say something that you can't really use as a way to go into that necessarily. It's something like a formula or a, or a menu for a meal or a recipe. It's a, it's a structure in consciousness that we can use so that we can be encouraged to go with the awareness deeper, for lack of a better word, deeper into that area of the mind that we call consciousness. And see what conscious, what is it? What is it? What, 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 what? Not why. Why just spins out and goes this way and this way and gives us the the feeling that we're accomplishing something. Another kind of ignoring the ignorance is just to create circles in your life. I like it. I don't like it. It's good. It's bad. One minute I feel good. The next minute I don't feel so good. That coming and going fundamentally is just a very nature of relative truth. Things show up and they go away. Your really good feelings about everything. And then the attribution is to, well, I feel good because of this. I feel good because of that. So it's a very simple-minded way of connecting yourself with relative truth in a way that reinforces and makes our life seem believable. It seems like well, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Uh, we have a, a story about our life, who we are. We have our family. We name all of our children, maybe. And uh, so it's, it's a way of turning away from something that we were beginning to see, but some kind of fear arises there that is, you can't describe it. It doesn't even feel like fear. It's just kind of an otherness that is starting to come around the corner. And we just turn away. We distract ourselves. So the, the ignorance that we are beginning to do in this area is not working. So it's about to show its face, and we're about to have to receive what is, it's like uh, uh, threatening clouds in the sky. It hasn't rained yet, but the threat is there. So we run inside and watch television, kind of a ridiculous metaphor for it. But it's, it's like that, excuse me, it's like that kind of turning away from something you really should be looking at. And if you're a strong meditator, if you're spending a lot of time sitting down, holding still, and watching the movement of the mind, there's no guarantee, but there's a stronger possibility that areas of your life you are able to deliberately ignore, shut down on, and then ignore that you're ignoring, start to open, open up and come apart. Seems to be necessary to have a strong commitment to a teaching, to a teacher, to a community. Those will show up differently for different people. Some, it's all about the teaching. It's all about the structure. It's all about the 30 verses or Dogen Zenji or any other teaching. Or teacher. Not likely for community. As community sanghas are difficult. But we need we need to have the community. There's really a lot of room for questions in there, and I could ramble on here for a while, but I really would like to interact with you. If you have questions about especially about these uh, the three poisons, but specifically about the ignoring part, because that's very subtle. You know when you're when you're angry and when you're pounding your fist or you know, shaking your finger at somebody.
aggressive or uh, aggressive. Um, Yoko, I had an interview with Yoko where she, she was asking me about yesterday's uh, talk or interaction at the, at the retreat saying, what were, you, what were you saying? Were you mad? What were you mad at? Why were you so mad? Did you say, did something trigger you? Did you say that? And what did I say? Can you quote me? <laughs> Pretty good. Not too difficult to remember that. No. So what was happening there that you thought was that I was mad, that I was triggered? Why don't you just responded to a question? Yeah, who with asked a loud you? Voice. You mean like this? Yes. No. I never showed. No, but I was the one with a loud voice. He was very soft and very soft, respectful. You remember what the question was? Something to do with she said, check out her nose. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. Shoto, do you can you help her out with it? What did you ask me? Something like you teach observing a form and not obeying the form. <laughs> if we're observing it, is there still some intention to align ourselves with the form? Is that what you said? No, just maybe like that. Maybe like that? And then what did I do? Maybe something like this? Did I look right at him? Or did I look at everybody? There's, there's no, the energy of anger can arise. But there's not necessarily anyone that's angry. That's true with every single one of you. You add on the personhood, you add on. Anger is fine. Anger has its own kind of energy. It pushes and pulls. And as long as you're in a human form, there's going to be anger. There's going to be irritation. There's going to be happiness. There's going to be sadness. All of these things need to have an open door, an open window. They need to come and go without your particular interference. Sir, when like yesterday for that example, if we think that you're being angry, is that a kind of ignorance? You could say that you you instead of looking at that and allowing that to be what it is for for indefinite period, you don't really know. You don't know what I mean. Other than you could say, well, I think he's teaching, but he seems to be very parental or something like that. You could. All kinds of speculations can come up, and those can come and go, but to, to lock down on anything, which I'm not saying Yokodo did that, other than say it looked like I'd been triggered by something. I'm triggered by you guys, all of it. It doesn't justify, validate. I'm not saying, oh, it's okay for me to get mad and shake my finger, be, be mean or disrespectful to anyone. I'm not, not validating it. I'm saying, I don't have a choice. Nor do you, but you think you do. This is ego. You think you have a choice. It's an, it's an astonishing uh, conclusion to come to in the midst of the confusion of that's everywhere. But uh, you have to make the right choices. It's uh, circular. What does it mean to take responsibility for something that you don't feel like you're choosing to do? Just feel it without leaving it. 
choosing, not choosing any of that, whatever the responsibility comes from, just feel what you're feeling rather than take what you're feeling and decide who caused it, what caused it, how I was raised, my conditioning, my lack of this or presence of that, do nothing with it, just receive the feeling. That's, and that can be um, very, could be dis disappointing. It's going to be disappointing, but, but it, it could also be very threatening that, that you're having emotions come at you that you didn't cause those. Why are you? Why? There must be somebody, something. We immediately buy into the trajectory of relative truth to find the cause. Why is this happening? And not that we shouldn't, but we should be aware that that's what's happening. I'm not saying you should stop doing that, but just be aware that you're actually looking for something to blame. Well, good area. Traditional teachings in Buddhism says uh, all dharmas, anything that happens is without blame, is without cause. It's uncaused. It just looks like it's caused. That's the illusion that you or me or any of us are deluded by. The whole world is deluded by this. If you just watch the news for eight minutes, it's just that incredible finger pointing back and forth. Is the sometimes it looks like there's a connection between what I'm feeling and how I'm functioning. Am I imputing that connection? Probably. Just that you're saying it tells me you're you've been looking at that. You're you're, you're inventing something around it. What? You, you didn't look at it just as it is. You put something on it. You put some condiments on that before you ate it, before you received it. It seems like you were particularly pointing at the feeling that shows up, and it feels like what I'm looking at is more the functioning. Should I be looking at the feeling? So your style is to separate those out? Separate feeling from thinking or processing or so on, just the way you're wired? It's not that you're special. It's not that other people don't do that to some extent, but some people operate just, I'm not saying 100%, but most of it is coming out of an emotional, intuitive kind of operation that that believes that there is somebody that feels that way. And your situation is more like there is somebody who thinks this way. Yours is more of a thinking process. More of a, you could say, instead of Padma, it's more Vajra. It's very crisp and, and structural. And the kind of work you do is uh, requires that kind of thinking. So completely uh, only descriptive, not judgmental, but cold and calculating. In other words, cold and this, uh, no emotional stuff can, can get in the area of doing the kind of work that you do. It can, uh, what would you call it? Pounding code? <laughs> what would you call it? Can't you describe in three words what you do for a living? Hmm. That's suspicious. <laughs> okay, did I get even close to what you're asking about? Sir. Chiazan bowing. Chiazan. Can, in what way does awareness expose ignorance? Bowing. So awareness uh, that we, by continually training ourselves to watch the movement in the awareness rather than buy into what's moving. So in other words, to identify, sh shut down on, push down something that's moving, an emotion, a thought, a memory, 
uh, a conclusion, an exclusion, any of that to do anything with it. So what we're doing when we're practicing shikantaza, other forms of meditation too, but a different approach to that, sit down, hold still and watch the movement. You, you're not only, uh, well, you are, you're practicing watching that very subtle movement. It's not a bird flying by the window or it's not uh, somebody somebody coming in and walking past you. It's not that kind of movement, but could be that would be included also vision, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, but also the consciousness, whatever's arising in the consciousness, we're practicing uh, to receive that without just receive it. Just here, here it comes. We look at it, even if it's uh, disturbing or even if it's uh, uh, negative feelings that don't seem to have any source or story around that. That's something you've talked about some. Um, and I have also, all of us have had feelings like quite often, if you have really negative feelings every morning, well, instead of just working with that and to see what that is, we, um, in our society, our culture, we, well, it's depression. Well, you have depression. Are you depressed? If someone asks you, are you depressed? As if that's some kind of universal nomenclature. It's just, it's just not, it's not that you're, you're, something you might call depression because of the culture we live in. Somebody else might call it depression. They, they don't have, they aren't even, you might as well be uh, uh, eating spaghetti or playing baseball. Two different things. And they could be that radically different because the structure is undiscoverable below the area of thinking and processing in that way. It has to be done with the awareness. And it can't be done with the awareness if there is an imputed self who is, who is aware. If there's someone who is being aware, then that compromises everything that comes up. And so that's why it's important to see eventually that there is no solid being anywhere. Anytime any fear comes up, that's ego. There's nothing, there's nothing that's threatened anywhere. That doesn't mean that house isn't burning down and you should run outside and get out of the fire. It's a, that's a very pragmatic approach to that. Of course you should do that. But it's not going to take some kind of philosophical discussion or analysis to decide whether to run out of the building. Jeez, I'm bowing. Um, I have another question about the ignorance of ignorance and what is it that prevents awareness from breaking through that barrier or seeing through that deception about In a word, fear. But it might not be showing up as fear. It might be something that's around the corner. It might be ignoring that we're even trying to ignore the fear. And so it might have a lot of structures, uh, explanation, why it's happening, who we're blaming, something more. Jeez, I'm bowing. If conceptually we know that there's ignorance of ignorance going on and it may be causing suffering for ourselves or for others, is there a way to cause less difficulty for others when we can't see that ignorance? If you're, if you're detecting that, then yes, just what? Keep it zip. Don't, don't say too much. Listen, listen, listen to your own. Look at, observe your own thoughts arising and falling without pushing them down. Don't be aggressive with your own mind, trying to be a better person who is not going to harm anyone. The ego is looking for any credential it can get to be a really nice, kind, wonderful, loving person. And sometimes we'll even tell ourselves how loving and wonderful we are. And yet all these other people are asses. 
when you realize how great we are, how much we, how hard we try to do this more. So, further questions? Mahesh Boing. Mahesh. So, if it is greed or uh, anger, there are signs that tell us like uh, there is anger, uh, we are pushing away or we are attaching to things. For ignorance, how do we know that we are ignoring something? What are the signs bowing? So that would have to show up for you. And it would be, it, that area is harder to see. The, the, uh, the aggression is easier to see because it's, it's an obvious activity or the passion is easier to see because we're grasping, controlling, manipulating, interpreting, blaming, uh, uh, all kinds of attributions that help us uh, not see the fundamental situation of what this is, that there is no solid self anywhere and there's no solid other. That's the illusion we're deluded by over and over again. And so as far as those signs that you're asking about, uh, you'll have to see those yourself rather than, not that they aren't elaborated on everywhere. I'm not going to do that. Chisho, do you have a question? I wanted to go back to your exchange with Chiazan. What does awareness exposing ignorance even mean? Bye. It means that uh, what was the question again? Kishwaing, I thought in that exchange, or maybe Chiazan asked that question, uh, what does that Awareness exposes ignorance, and I'm asking, what does it even mean for awareness to expose ignorance? Did I say that? Uh, probably Chiazan asked that question, and you responded. Bye. I ignored it and went and said what I wanted to say, pretty much. So. The idea with awareness, what is it? You know, it's a word that we, we're not even sure how you could describe that. We can kind of describe what it does, but it's very difficult to pinpoint that in such a way that, ah, well, now I, I can explain that to my, uh, my son or my daughter or my friends. Very difficult to do that. So the idea there is to train your mind to just receive what shows up, no matter what it is. Receive, receive, without comment, without elaboration, so that when you do uh, go back into the rest of your life, having dinner, fixing breakfast, mowing the lawn, if you have one, uh, doing your laundry, any that that, that awareness is that is is also receiving. Actually, I'm not saying I don't do a, a, a meditation and action practice where you have to watch everything you're doing or or be. Um, some kind of a emphasis on every movement must be watched. Oh, I would say hang out in your life. Just live however you live, but spend some time sharpening the blade that is going out, the blade of awareness that's going out into the world that is extremely complicated, swinging that blade around so that you're doing it more about endeavoring to have some insight into what this is rather than just operate out of your projections onto what that is and be brutal in this area and very, very kind in this area and very, very, I don't give a shit in this area. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. To just see what this is. Don't miss your life. And sitting down, holding still, facing a wall will slowly introduce you to areas of your life that you may be shutting out or missing. 
so that you can be aware that you're doing that. And just being aware that you're doing that may show, show up for a while as feeling kind of helpless, feeling pretty disappointed. That's the path. The path is not sprinkled with gold dust. It's difficult. You have to actually go right through your karma. And you will misunderstand what karma is if you continue to come to conclusions about something you haven't even you haven't even smelled or you've been blocking out and you're trying to stay back here down the hallway in a door with a with a with the door bolted, trying to figure out what your life is about. No. Go through the door, go down the hallway, walk directly into it, as Trunk Rinpoche would say, march directly into disappointment. The negativity that arises in your mind is your Dharma gate. Look at the look at the gate that that looks like a wall, and then at some point to go on to use a visual those kind of simple metaphors. Eventually, you'll see the hinges. Eventually, you'll see the latch, and the latch would be you could see that's that's Chikantaza. It's going to it's going to put a latch on that wall so you can open that gate, so you can push it open, so you can swing it open, or so that it will just spontaneously open and you begin to see that which you don't really want to look at. Any question? Behind you. Uh, Ross from Ireland asks, is it correct to see awareness as emptiness? As emptiness? No. Emptiness is a concept about what uh, awareness eventually stumbles into. Oop. There's anything here. So that's the beginning of it. There's still ego there. That ego is either runs away or starts to build all kinds of concepts about it and calls it by its Sanskrit name. All kinds of strategy around emptiness. Actual emptiness can't be seen. You're not separate from that. This is an, an illusion. This is unreal. I'm not saying it isn't scary or magnetizing or seductive. Of course it is. Powerful nerve endings everywhere. They're going to get abraded or they're going to get soothed. And there's all kinds of variations on that, that as you know. And what do you do with that? Just observe that. Just see that. Just receive that. Kisho. Kisho Bhavang, I want to go back to my question. If there is awareness, is there ignorance? Bhavang. Yes. Can't have awareness without ignorance. It's a, dual, it's a duality. Awareness and then ignorance. It's a duality. At some point, those collapse into each other. Just a, just a way of saying it. They don't do anything at all. But at some point, that which is aware and that which is, uh, is a shutting out are not separate. You know, you can bring, bring your considerable intellect this way and take this apart, what I just said. De deconstruct it, and I will watch you do it. I was trying to see the difference. I can be aware of aggression. I can be aware of passion. Can I be? A, is it possible to be aware of ignorance, Bhavang? You can be aware uh, in, by looking back, not so much at the time, perhaps, but looking back to that you something there that where you were shutting something out that later on you saw what you were covering up. So that's that uh, would be a way, not the only way, but a way that it would show up. We've all had a little bit of that experience. We we looked at something we just didn't want to know any more about it. But I often use the example in my life of, of my uh, my bookkeeper um, having my my um, 
was a checking, uh, cancel checks and everything. And, and I, I knew what that was. And, but I, and his, his, uh, his wife was in the front seat of the car and she was pointing to the, holding it up like this. And he was walking ahead of me and was going like this. <laughs> and I could see him do that, but I, I just didn't want to know that this person was cheating me. I just didn't want to know that. So that's other, other ways of doing that. But this is a, this happened uh, around 30 years ago. So it was, a, it was painful. Eventually it, it just, I couldn't deny that anymore. I mean, eventually it just, crawled up my back like 50, 50 to 100 caterpillars going right up my spine. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was shutting out. I didn't want to know. I, I really loved him, cared for him. I thought he was a great person. And, he, and I'm sure he is a great person. It's just that he needed money and didn't want to ask me for a raise because he thought that I wouldn't give him one. Or, this was many years ago when I was uh, in the uh, commercial sign business. Go ahead, Kishore. So the example you gave of uh, not being aware at that instant of ignorance, but looking back, wouldn't that just be awareness of thought? How would it be awareness of ignorance, Bhavi? Uh I think it was the, the, the memory of what was happening in the consciousness uh, at, at that time and, and knowing that there was a deliberate, uh, based on fear, there was a deliberate shutting down that I, I knew that I didn't want to know that. And so, but at the time it was there, it was just, it was just uh, my, uh, my fear of, of the situation was too powerful. Uh, but looking back, I realized that uh, there was an opportunity there for me to, to see that. Uh, just like, uh, just like when Coben said to me, you don't uh, take precepts, you observe them. It was an opportunity for me there to say, well, okay, then I'll, I'll observe them. Can I receive a, a Jukai from you? But I couldn't. I, I, it paralyzed me because I realized that he had caught me. Whether he knew that or not, I don't know. Probably he did. But he had caught me being, what, what's the word, the, deceiving myself. He saw me functioning in that way. That would be my understanding of it. But he helped me because I contemplated that for years, what was happening there. It took me a long time. I'm very slow at everything. I'm even slow at dying. Here I am, 82 and not dead yet. My God. What are you, what are you doing hanging around here still? Go ahead, uh, Kayun. Kayun Boeing. Can passion and aggression help us to be aware of ignorance, Boeing? Yes. You could, if you, if the passion that comes up or the aggression that comes up in your mind, too, if you do nothing with it, don't blame anyone, don't blame yourself, don't, don't try to stop it, just notice the energy of it. Those energies are very similar, except one seems to be uh, going out towards things uh, in the form of uh, describing explanation, joining, holding down, fluffing up, painting red, painting blue, changing it somehow, analyzing it, blaming this, but not blaming that. It's not this, it's this, those kinds of things about what is happening out so-called and the so-called out there and also the aggression that's going uh, out that way is also just observe the aggression rather than prematurely stop and not to not be an aggressive person this is the ego just drinks this up and so it's more difficult it's more disappointing it's harder it seems to be necessary to have a teacher who can meet you right where you're at and and uh work with you in such a way that it goes deep into your 
goes past your thinking process deep into your uh, that area where fear is covered up by what? Ignoring, ignoring the incredible open space where there are no separate beings. There's no separate self. There's no separate beings. And it's a realization. It's not a thought process. There may be thoughts around it. Likely are thoughts arising if you're asked questions about it. Okay, and bowing. Can I ask a question around what I remember Shoto asking yesterday? <laughs> as long as we check in with Shoto to make sure that's exactly what he said. Is that all right? Okay, go for it. I'll, I'll get mad again. Okay. Kyan bowing. This, these aren't the right words, but uh, if we're aware that we're repeatedly not following a particular form, is that still observing the form bowing? I feel that's very situational, but probably. So the idea is so easy for any of us to just to go into right and wrong. Well, they're doing this, but she's not. It's easy for us to go in there, but we don't know what anyone is dealing with. We don't know what, we don't know why it is that some people walk in here and start this practice and then walk away. We never see them again. But is there anything wrong there? No, they're, they're doing the best they can. They just, their particular dynamic just can't, uh, can't uh, tune into this uh, way of uh, teaching or studying and so on. Is that, I, am I getting in the area you're asking about? Kyan Bowing, yes. Uh, although s sometimes you've suggested to me, like, well, you just have to do it anyway. Where, when we see a lot of uh, paralysis, maybe related to ignorance around our practice, where does exertion or in where does that come out of bowing? It feels like it's just the inspiration to to want to see the truth. We just get tired of our, of our self-deception. We get kind of worn out from samsara. We get somewhat nauseated by the whole thing. We just continue to go back and punish ourselves, torture ourselves or others or blame others. And we can really see that they haven't really, they're not deliberately hurting us. It's just their, their functioning seems to create issues or problems. So I think the, the exertion or the efforting uh, is just comes out of the awareness that we're seeing how really difficult this is, how, how challenging it is to, we can't just polish our ego and show up as an enlightened being, an enlightened ego who, who is no longer um, committing any what crimes or anything like that, or buying into passion, aggression, and ignorance, uh, as far as we can tell, as far as the intellect will tell us. So I think the effort comes in and just like we, that's why we have a, a monastery. It's why we have a, a strong schedule, but you'll notice the schedule is not enforced in a military fashion. You don't get, you don't get um, um, demerits or something for not coming to sitting. It's up to you. I, I don't know how difficult it is to get up at early or the early in the morning and come over here and sit. And there's no guarantee of any damn thing. And it was very difficult for me to, Sit and sit and sit a long time ago with no, no guarantee. I couldn't have an interaction not only with Trunk Rinpoche because he had too many students, but even with Coben, Coben wouldn't talk to me. Best thing he ever could have done for me was just to, uh, what he did is avoid me. Now, I could have just jumped on a plane and gone out there and found out what, where he was hiding at and <laughs> sat down in front of him and demanded something, but uh i fear was too great couldn't do it was not ready for that
Sounds like you're describing ignorance as avoiding fear, that fear is under it. If what we're experiencing is more like indifference, is that also a kind of ignorance? Sure. Just a different level of same thing, just being indifferent to something. Just like right now you're looking at me and you're somewhat indifferent to everyone else. Kind of if, if, you, if your awareness is focused on this or this or this, then just, just situationally, have eyes in the front of our head. You're going to be aware of what's in front of you. You know, whereas a fish, there's eyes on the side. They're aware of, that's why Pisces people have so much trouble. Too much input. I'm joking. I know nothing about Pisces. Is indifference covering up of here? Yeah, it is. It's just a, it's just a kind of a knee jerk, not, not, not going, that, going that way. Indifference. Yes. Sanho, you have a question? No. I thought I saw your hand up. Maybe that was a very long time ago, and I don't remember what it was. Oh. Okay. Well, that's you can tune into that. Go ahead. Is there ignorance that doesn't have any touch of like passion or aggression in, in it? It doesn't feel like it. I don't know. I think it's. I think it shows up. It's not so much of get, getting rid of passion and aggression. It's just uh, you know the fancy word is uh, it's transmuted or into the, the wisdoms and you know and I think that's all valuable. But I, I don't think we have to do it. Less is better. Just let it, if you don't, the only way the ego can get any nourishment is by going along with the passion. The passion can arise spontaneously out of the 13th century and show up in your mind stream this afternoon at 4 p.m. But it won't, you won't know that because the knowing is always in what, right here, whatever's happening right here. But something could trigger that area of the mind stream. Go ahead, Brian. Brian mine is less better in the case of interpreting quants. Yeah, don't interpret koans. Study them, read them, but don't jump into what it means. It's like, it's just a, that's, that's one of the ways that koans tend to work for some people, is it brings the thinking mind, the processing mind, the logical mind, the analytical mind uh, to, you know, it brings it right, it's like running into a mirror, bong, you know, I can't, I can see that, it's in there, you know, it's a, a platypus. And it's right there, but you want to try to go there. I, I keep running into some obstruction. So what is going on there? Koan. So the what is important, not not the figuring out part. Well, Brian Boeing, isn't there already an interpretation? Yes, there's a whole book. 100 koans will tell you what they all mean. You read that? Don't read it. And if you do read it, read it upside down. So that it takes you longer to figure out what's being said. That'll slow you down. Does this mean okay, or there's three cons you're thinking about? I'll get right on. Okay. Andre? Um, maybe. Uh, phrase, ignorance bliss. Ignorance bliss? Yes. I don't know. What do you think of me? Where'd you read that at? 
Just roaming around. I think I wasn't going to ask you a question. It's ignorance. Ignorance is suffering. You're going suffering in that form of belief. Temporary. Just like aggression. If you're, somebody does something and you get up mad, it's a temporary, you know, you get rid of some energy. You download that, that energy on somebody else. You may not hit them or something, but you could. Just like I did yesterday morning at the, you know, I was asked a question and I immediately got cranky. Now, some of you probably thought, oh, isn't that that little old man? And so that big fat old man is getting mad. So it's, it could be, but it's temporary. It doesn't last. The whole world is operating out of the, the temporary thing they think is permanent. Nothing lasts. Everything that shows up is going down, including enlightenment. If enlightenment is a relative situation, it's going down. It's like Kensho or insight into your true nature is sometimes taught that won't last. The very nature of insight is it goes away. Yes, sir. The talk title, Ignoring the Ignorance, that seems different than just talking about ignorance. Is there something you're pointing at with that kind of two-stage ignorance? One of the things that was, yeah, one of the things that was Having trouble is trying to think about another talk title. And so that I asked Unio and she didn't have one. So I just kept thinking about ignoring. And I thought, well, I've talked about passion, aggression, and ignorance many times. So how, how can I talk about that in a different way? I'll just give a different. And then Junju wanted to know what Junju said, Good morning. Do you have a talk title? And I said, Yes, I do, but I didn't yet. But I said, Yes, I do. And then I thought, uh, Ignoring, ignoring, uh, ignoring the ignorance. I'm making sense of it. Yes. Is ignoring the ignorance something like a conclusion? A little bit. It's a way of just not, it's a way of the ego, the self-centered part of the consciousness, the seventh consciousness. That part of consciousness that is uh, paranoid. Uh, someone who's paranoid may not know they're paranoid. If you know you're paranoid, then you're on your way of getting free of that paranoia. But someone who is paranoid and is locked into it actually thinks there are bad things about to happen. Or someone is um, screwing around with them or coming after them or hurt, going to hurt them. <laughs> they actually believe that. No investigation going on there at all. Do you still ignore ignorance? Sure. Otherwise, I wouldn't know about it. I've not become free of anything. Go ahead. So is the best that we can do give the benefit of the doubt? That's the path. The path. Ground is suffering and confusion and paranoia and fear and depression and disappointment. What is this world about? What, we, what's, what can we do? Well, if we stumble into this path or are introduced to this path, we can train our minds to see the truth simply put. Sit down, hold still, and watch what is happening in the mind. You don't have to be a Buddhist necessarily, or, or you don't have to believe in anything, but just watch, actually witness what's happening in your particular mind, or, which I would do here. This is 
basically why I'm even up here is because I was told about that and began to practice that. And so giving something the benefit of the doubt is still path. There's a ground path and fruition. There's suffering. The path is one of training the mind to see what is happening without uh, dumping uh, opinions, judgments, elaborations, conclusions on top of it and protecting us from what that is uh, fundamentally. It takes a while to get to the fundamental understanding. And the reason it takes a while is because the ego, the, that part of the consciousness that is paranoid and thinks it owns some stuff and doesn't own other things, has a say-so here and no say-so here, and just has uh, the politics of experience constantly going around in one's head, we actually think we are somebody going somewhere, including to enlightenment. So path is still, the area you're mentioning here is still a path. Give it, give it the benefit of the doubt. I say, some people say trust or believe, don't use any of that. I just say, whatever is showing up, I say, give it the benefit of the doubt. That way you'll spend more time looking at it rather than concluding something about it and backing away from, from it, concluding something about it and attacking it, concluding something about it and blaming. You'll actually be there with your awareness about it because, because you're giving it the benefit of the doubt. Let's, let's see what this really is. I will look at that for a while. But the fruition is there, there isn't any, there isn't any of that anymore. There's, there's not even a, there, the, the personhood is, doesn't have to go away. It's just who you thought you were that you were defending or promoting or was heard if somebody judged you or criticized you or ignored you. As, uh, that's unreal. That doesn't mean you don't have those feelings. That's what we look for. Well, if I, if I was really more clear, I wouldn't have these negative feelings. No, you might have them more intensely because those feelings are the fuel of ego and ego wants that negativity to chew on so you can feel like somebody who can somehow win. You can survive this. Uh, you're, even our society is constantly, you're a, you're a winner. You can do it. You can be, uh, what was it, President Roosevelt. Any, you can do, people will even say this, a stupid thing to say to a child. You can be anything you want to. No! What a terrible thing to say to a child. Keep your mouth shut. If they want to run off and be a musicologist somewhere, get the hell out of their way. <laughs> yeah, he's not smiling, so it did not work. But I'm saying, I, I don't mean that like I would ever get in, any, in the way of any of my children, but it took a while to see that I really have to respect each one of them and to see what they need to do with their life and not put my two cents worth in there any more than they unless they ask me about it. They don't ask me, they don't get much over here. Not that I'm a great parent. That probably was a crappy one from the point of view of those children and their mother. I wonder how respecting that ignorance shows up. You, you say often that you look at things for a really long time before you do anything. I do. Is that how that shows up? For me, that's how I, I just, I don't come to a conclusion about something for a long time. And I may never come to, to a conclusion. And if I do come to a conclusion, no one comes to a conclusion. The conclusion concludes itself because I, I just looked at it, looked at it, looked at it, looked at it. I looked at it, looked at it, and suddenly it's 12 midnight. Time for the pumpkin to turn into an orange. Remember that story? No. It was a story like that. <laughs> Can't remember something that ever happened. Or can you? 
after all, you work for Google. And that's the artificial, artificial ignorance. That's what artificial ignorance. Sorry, I won't pick on you anymore. So thank you for allowing me. Is there a further? Yes. Omnibon, if we suspect that we're um, ignoring in a certain area, like there's a, a yes. paranoia that comes over and over and over. Yes. What can we do? Is there anything more we can do other than sit on? Excuse me. I don't. I say situationally, perhaps, but the best thing, I'm very biased, the very best thing you can do is find some time, find a space where nothing is happening, probably your shrine room, meditation hall, zendo, whatever you want to call it, wherever you sit still and do nothing. Sit there, look at something with your eyes open that's not moving, and just watch the movement of the mind. Keep chucking things up. It'll keep coming, and all you have to do is observe it. You don't have to conclude. You don't have to, you don't have to do any of that. But to do that, that would come closer to giving you some kind of a response that would be workable for you or for anybody. Just you do it. I, I'm here to encourage you to do this. I can't do it for you. I don't even know what I did, if, if I did anything at all. If for some reason, I'm sitting here and you're listening to me. Yes. Rehan from the UK asks, how can I, a person know that he is awakened and not just dreaming? He isn't here anymore. Um, How can they know that? Uh, well, if you're asking that question, then you don't seem to be too clouded by that. Just don't find an answer for that. There is no answer for that. If you find an answer for that, we're right back to the relative, maybe a highly, more highly sophisticated and polished, polished form of self-centeredness or ego. There's no way to know this. That's relative knowledge. The ultimate knowledge cannot be known. The very nature of wisdom is is not it's not knowing anything this is why that some of the teachings are pretty sneaky the way they come in and say well everything is empty of what you think it is that's just that's just the beginning it's worse than that and it's better than that it's worse because it's devastating to the self-centeredness devastating to it but it but you are but the consciousness has been liberated from its isolation and prison of identifying with just one particular human body with a name with a history with relatives or with cousins or with Sangha members or with students or with, on, you, could, you could elaborate it on it all different directions, but that is, that is an illusion. That's the illusion which we are deluded by into thinking it's real. Is there any more there from that? So um, a sign, if, if, if a sign did come up, uh, uh, and I, I, this is a difficult one to say because it's not exactly this, but it's the closest I can get. It's still ego language, but it's like you won't care what happens because you see the occurrence is is an illusion. Nothing happens. It's an illusion. It's a powerful, powerful illusion. I've only heard heard that pointed out one time uh, as directly as uh, His Holiness the Sixteenth Karmapa Rangjung Rigpa Dorje. He said nothing happens just before he passed away. He said nothing happens. I looked at that for many decades. Go ahead. Is not caring what happens different from indifference? Yes, even not caring what happens uh, is, is not a, I don't care what happens. It's more of 
seeing things happening and having no preference. What's the teaching that points that out? No, no choosing. Choosing is the disease of the mind. Choosing is the disease of the mind. What is that? It's in main heart mind of Sosan. So, um, picking it's not we are seduced into saying, well, this is better than that. And it, it, it's not that it isn't, and it's not that you shouldn't actually go with that one. But to to set up some kind of a standard there that you're always going to have to do things right and not incorrect. It's extremely com complicated, and it's especially complicated when people are teaching this kind of thing of right and wrong without any mind training. They're just doing it out of relative truth. That's why we have laws. That's why we have we need to have uh, attorneys because it's a, such a, a complicated uh, structure of laws and rules and exceptions and so on. And some people are very good at thinking in this area, so they're able to work the situation out. But for someone to approach any situation like that situationally, double double uh, words there, but it would be would be that you would have to actually look at every situation as it is without setting up a bunch of standards other than be kind, don't do harm, be with all things. That's the th three pure precepts that we help us. It would be, be difficult for a whole society, which was uh, the inspiration that Trungpa Rinpoche said or had in an enlightened society, people that would be kind to each other, love each other, support each other. This is not something you can just do. It's, a, it's an inspiration that will uh, it may never occur, but it's not about the eventual occurrence of it. This is a misunderstanding of enlightened society or any kind of uh, spiritual path. It is about the intention to do that. You can't do that here. The gravity is way too heavy. This is this is most of this world's going down. In case you don't know that, it's going down. Um, you don't have to buy that, but if you ignore it, you'll go right with it. You don't have to buy it. Passion. You don't have to reject it. Aggression. What was the other one? You're ignoring the ignorance. So thank you for your help. So don't do anything with it. And that way, the, the dynamic that shows up with you, with your karma, with your, what, if you want to call it a position on the path, will be, will be without blame. There will be no credit, no blame. It will just occur. And, and in the sense that it occurs, it also, nothing happens because, because of not to, non-dual, just more concepts about something that is just about impossible. It is impossible to explain or describe because you have to see it. You have to turn away from the world, go within. How do you go within? Use a wall, keep the eyes open because that's the, that's the part of the consciousness that most encourages or supports the feeling of otherness. Sound comes from any direction. Feelings come from feelings, smells taste and so on, thoughts, but sight is over there and looks, uh, reinforces the separation. Yes, sir. Is there a difference between the ignorance and the three poisons and just being unaware of something? Uh, what is it you want to know? What? characterizes the ignorance of the three poisons. Pushing, pulling, shutting down. It's just, it's just three, three ways of doing something similar as if there's somebody 
it reinforces a, a part of consciousness and consciousness always finds the form it needs and if it's under the under the auspices of a solid self or a dictator that needs to have this and doesn't want that it happens in families it happens at my kitchen table when i was a very young boy seeing that somebody's in charge here and it's not me with my stepfather awesome bowing um earlier to what you were saying um, are you pointing towards that the act of choosing generates ignorance no so the, the choosing would be probably aligned with passion and wanting that choosing that liking that not against that we don't need to stop that just be aware of how that's working and aware that there's no one choosing anything just the choosing chooses the dependent origination chooses you decide to what what flowers to plant here not going to do that over here and it's just a relative structure but there's no being there doing that even though there's a body there uh with a apologize for all the nose blowing more Ashan bowing. If, if awareness sees the choosing, does it also see the ignorance around that? Maybe. Yeah, I like your gesture there at the end. It's, I would have done that same one. Had, had I said that, I would have done that same thing. Just saying that yeah, I'm just, not sure what just the question say, is, so I'll just, yeah, yeah, just say, toss it out there and then see if, see if you see bite. what comes back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a... We're using concepts and already those concepts are so, you know, ignoring, ignoring, uh, passion, you know, grasping, trying to get, trying to manipulate, trying to change, trying to interpret, trying, you know, all the things that passion includes. The, the otherness, treating something like uh, it's other than you. Or treating something like it's yours, like a dictator would do. The whole country's mine, I'll do what I want. I am Russia. It'd be like me saying, I am Shambhala, which of course I am. But I don't care what happens next. And people who are in charge of things need that power. Are we at the end of our sojourn? Do you have one? Go ahead. What's it, how does it show up to not care what happens next, but care enough about what's in front of you to be kind? I think it's very, it's a very straightforward. Just you have feelings, others have feelings. You know, we're all we're all dealing with some kind of suffering coming from who knows what source. It's very very complicated. Not just this left lifetime, but going way back beyond this. And I'm not here to try to engender some kind of belief in past lives. That's not important. It's just saying that consciousness doesn't have uh, the, the boundary of the body is just temporary. This is coming apart, and then we go back into the, that uh, what's called the intermediate state. And then we may embody again, and we may not. Depends on everything that didn't get expressed in this life, or that wasn't even triggered in this life, that still needs to be seen. Find out who you are, so there's no doubt. So your identity is completely clear to you. That clarity will look like confusion until it doesn't. So you have to look at the confusion, because if you try to cover up the conclusion with some kind of opinions, ideas, judgments about how clear you are, Is there a final uh, interrogation, interrogatory? Does that, does that mean anything, interrogatory? Sokodah bowing. Go ahead, Sokodah. Um, 
sometimes it feels like when I'm uh, looking at things that or, or something arises that I could sense I've ignored and there's a pattern, um, there's traumas under there. And um, and it feels like when it begins to rise a little bit, the, the, the pain in the body and the mind can increase. And then there's this drive to want to supposedly look at it more to get healing. Are there ways we can um, purposely back off until we can come at it a little more kind, bowing? So there, there are some ways, uh, but to try to look at healing is not, I'm not against healing. I mean, if it's a relative situation, it's going to have to heal. But what we're looking at here is a spiritual path. So there may be healing, there may not. It may be just something that comes along with training your mind, softening up, sit down, hold still. Just be kind to everything that comes in. Everything that comes in, everything is, is uh, welcome. As a uh, show, Mike Newhall, when he was here years ago, he gave a talk here on, uh, on being a good host. It was a very good talk. Just whatever comes, just receive that. Be a good host. Be a good hostess or whatever dynamic you want to use there. But be just welcome. It's not so much you rush out to greet demons in the street and say, come on in, you know, I've got to got to meet my demons, but if they come to the door and knock, you could at least, what, look there, those little demon peak holes? Is that a demon out there? I've always worried about that. I, I look at those and why wouldn't somebody just take an ice pick and stick it right in your eye? Well, I just wanted to share a little of my paranoia with you. thinking about that for years. Every time I see one of those, I'm not looking out through that. <laughs> I'm paranoid. That's how I know about paranoia. But you don't have to stop it. You can actually be with whatever arises. You can just be yourself. Be genuine. As Chunk Rinpoche once said decades and decades and decades ago, be genuine. He didn't mean be an ass and hurt people and, and, and um, express your anger towards everyone or criticism. He just, what is it, what was he saying? Just he make friends with yourself. I know who this is. He was, a, he was an incredible teacher. Without him, this old man would not be sitting here. And without Coben, I would not be sitting here. I needed, I needed to be, uh, <laughs> my way of saying it, um, have to have, have to have my butt kicked by uh, the Vidyadra and and be uh, um, uh, what was left uh, of that be ground down into the dirt by Coben. Did he do that? No, he didn't do that. I did it to myself because I so much wanted his uh, respect. And, and not that I didn't get it, but I didn't get what I wanted. So it was very, very painful for me. Okay, I think we can close. Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is, and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokokoji.org. Thank you.